podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's definitely dollar. It's definitely dollar. <laughs> <Not asked. laughs> Hello, welcome back to the Liverpool Groove. It's been a fun week. Um, two podcasts oh, yeah. from us in a week. Yeah, fucking two podcasts from us in a week. We're treating people. Don't think we've done two a fucking season lately, so this is big. <laughs> um, but yeah, two in a week. Um, obviously, Liverpool had the first pre-season game. Um, 4-2 win against whatever. The, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce their name because I'll just fuck it up. Um, it, added- it, it had a K in there somewhere and an S. That's about all I know. Um, but yeah, I think it was the... It, First game in their new stadium, which I think they're like a third division German side, so I thought it was fucking boss stadium to be fair. Like, um, yeah, pretty straightforward. I think the game was a bit of a scare. Um, taking the lead, that that first goal they scored was unbelievable to be fair. Like, um, uh, yeah, class, but obviously, wins nice, not really too concerned in pre season, but obviously, nice to see the new lads in action. So, uh, first half, we got to see. So obviously, what did you make of him? Enjoyed him. He's all my focus was on him, really. Him and Nunes, because I wanted to see Nunes be the player we hope he's gonna be, but touch on him in a bit. Yeah, Sobers like was just what you want to see in a new signing. Dead calm, dead composed. He had the elegance of Thiago on the ball a little bit. Um where you sort of you can find yourself just watching him. Just yeah. everything he'd done seemed to just look a little bit better than what other people done crisper passes and effortless balls like 30, 40 yard balls across the pitch and first touch was brilliant his movement his passing goal looked good um, I loved that with him his passing and like Gerard-esque sort of thing trying to get into the box after he's, he's released the ball I like yeah. that um, so yeah from seeing seeing quite a bit of him last season actually uh, and I've looked at all the highlight reels of him he's, he's everything you want like a Sort of a box to box midfielder, he can get it. Everything we wanted in Bellingham, he's capable of doing it. But we just don't know what level he's he's really going to be at till we see him in the league. But he's yeah. got early signs. It's dead easy to get overexcited because he's a new signing and he's a shiny new player. But <laughs> he looked really good. It looks interesting. Yeah, I agree completely. I think the one thing that stood out for me when looking at him and McAllister in the second half is. Sobersly looked like he'd been there for years already. He just yeah. seemed to fit in. He seemed to know what other players around him were going to do already. He just he looked like a perfect fit. McAllister, and we'll we'll come on to McAllister a bit more in a minute. Um, talking about the second half, but McAllister looked like he needed to just get going a bit before he started to look comfortable. Um, and Sobersly, I'd say, he just slotted in perfectly. Um. Yeah, it's it's looking good. Again, you can't really judge pre-season. As I say, third, it's a third, I think the third division anyway, German side. So it's hard to judge, but from first impressions, it's it's looking fantastic for him. Yeah, all, all you can do is judge on the performances we see and like the clips we're seeing from the training. So obviously the lactate test, he's absolutely pissed. Yeah. And so the bit of in awe of him for whatever results he's got. Um and he's meant he looks a fit lad, he looks a happy lad, he looks dead happy to be amongst the players. He's already having banter with them. And you know, he doesn't he doesn't stand out as a new player. He does look like it's it's gonna it's gonna gel to the point where as horrible as it's and fickle as it sounds, you're gonna forget Klopp's past team sort of thing. You're gonna just go, this is the Klopp team now, and it's gonna just hopefully work out as we want it. Uh, players come and go, as we we've discussed, and no one's bigger than the club, but it, it's great to see a new team gelling together and as I said to you one, one last season one of the podcasts last season it is um, it's time for Klopp to rebuild and yeah. it, it almost feels like it's his first season as well he's got the energy of a, a brand new manager he, he looks excited and the things he's saying has got me excited so it is it's, um, I'm, I'm confident I think we'll, we'll be alright yeah I agree um, everything just seems to be going in the right direction. Um Klopp is is extremely enthusiastic about this season. I mean he, he always he always puts that across. But I don't know, sort of about this preseason and going into this new season just feels different even with Klopp. I think he's got that bit more rootlessness about him where, like we said last time, if a player doesn't want to be there, Klopp's just gone sand in a bit. Um and I think that's reinvigorating him. 
So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a fucking crazy season, obviously. Europa League, we're gonna end up in fucking Timbuktu somewhere. Um well, that's, but, that's get, all get all your real fans over there and you know, there's lads of fucking Dublin's sold out already, I think, of hotels. I know, yeah. Like, they've got, have, there's lads being getting their hotels cancelled already and prices put five times and that. Yeah, hopefully it doesn't happen to ours, but it's what Liverpool do to you. You just that man, Jürgen, I keep looking up there because he's there. But <laughs> that man, Jürgen Klopp, he, he makes you believe, and that's after battling football. Like, yeah. no disrespect to me, Everton mates, I'm going to try and be nice, but they don't have any hope for any season. They go into every season praying they don't go down. Um, they know they're not going to win a cup. They know they're not going to win many games. They know they're not going to take part in many big games or any big results. They're going to be on the receiving end, the most of them. We go into every season, whether it's the Europa League or the Premier League, with a bit of open. That's that's what that manager gives gives us. Yeah, no, you, you're absolutely right. It's 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 amazing what one man can can instill in you. Like we've said it multiple times in the past, but this what this is what it must have felt like all them years ago when Shankly was there and when he was talking to the fans and when he was just talking about Liverpool. And it's like we've we've said it in the past. We're experiencing our own Shankly era now with Klopp and. It's just, yeah, it, I don't get it. It's just, one man shouldn't be able to fucking just make you feel like that about the football club, and he just does. It's it's just a joy to be part of it, like, and he's made us all part of it. So I remember when we won the league and we went on the tour, and even the, like, the staff who were taking you around the tour and working in the canteen and that, they all got, they all got a thank you letter and told you were part of it. It wasn't just the team on the pitch or the fans, it was huge as well. So I think, that's what Shankly was like. The sea lady was made to feel as special as Roger Hunt. <laughs> and yeah. I think that that's fantastic. Um, yeah, unbelievable. But yeah, as I say, I asked Adam Eagle with Jürgen, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> you haven't mentioned it, you know. Uh, no, but even that night in the Shankly Hotel, and you were asking him about his like comparisons to Bill, and he doesn't like it. He said he's not no. going near, able to walk in his old box foot, footsteps, but... He's just so humble, lad. He's so humble. You could sit and have a pint and you could let the, the waste of the world off your shoulders with him. He just makes you feel brilliant. And yeah. like, seeing him look so excited in a room full of people who are there to hear what he's got to say about our football club and where we think we're going after a bad season. He just made everyone feel like we were going to go and win the lot. Everyone come out. Everyone come out of it. Buzzing. It was yeah. madness. It was just like, can't explain the feeling he gives you. When yeah. you're in the same room as him, but he's in the same oxygen. <laughs> no, it's it's mad. He's he's got this ability to like make you feel like he somehow made us think that like finishing fifth is has been fucking like our best result in years. It's like it's mad. I was completely turned. He's done a complete three sixty with it. Like the end of the season, I think a lot of people were a bit doom and gloom. Our Europa League and no Champions League and this that and the other. And now like no one, hardly anyone gives a shit. It's like he's turned it around in the space of a couple of weeks. It's it's amazing. Um, he's got that ability to do that because when you when you put everything into perspective that Liverpool team with the players we lost and the injuries we had done well to finish fifth and we yeah. just about we, we, like a millimetre away from fourth you know what I mean we, we never quite got over the line but you know it's a, it's the same as his first season we're in the Europa League everyone believes we're going to get that final and then we might go on to get in the Champions League and go and win it eventually again, but that's it, it's exactly exactly nailed on his first season again. Yeah, he's come Europa League. He's got the fire in the belly of the players who want to be there. She so says, push the train, don't get on it while it's moving. Get it to move, and then let's let's ride it. And um, yeah, I just I can't wait. No, me neither. Puts everything into perspective. Puts everything into a, a perspective that's not just football. He he makes you look past just the results and stuff and. The work that goes on in the background, how the lads are feeling, and apparently the camps that happy. So, just see where they go. That's it. Um, coming back to the game, then you mentioned obviously you wanted to have a look at Nunes. Managed to get himself on the score sheet, even if it was a bit fortuitous how it fell to him. Why? I mean, it's that's Nunes all over though. Like he's in front of goal, and he's tried to pass it to Salah, which was the wrong choice, and it's ricocheted to him, and the finishes was quite tidy. To be fair, um. He's got to. Do you think he's got to be a bit more greedy in them situations? 
Yeah, I think I can't get my head around him at the minute. I was hoping he was going to come out, like not as raw, not doing that. I don't know how to explain it. Sometimes his passing looks a little bit lazy and a little bit sloppy, and that's all still in his game at the minute. But he's got a full pre-season to get it, get it out of him. Uh, yeah, he should be shooting there. He's a number nine. He should be. He's not number nine like Bobby. He's not going. He's not there to interlink the play. He's there to get on the end of the ball and score. But meant to be in the box. I prefer him out wide and uh, trying to centralise him. But even in that game alone, you see how much better Jota is through the middle. Yeah, Jota is Jota is a. I've compared him to Robbie Fowler in the past. Not maybe the same level of quality, the similar type of player. Where if you put the ball in the box, Jota's there. Yeah, he's going to be there at some point. Whether it's on the line, edge of the box, penalty box, penalty spot, he's going to be there. Because that's what he, that's what his game is. He's a striker. Uh, I don't see Nunes as that. I see Nunes as wanting to be on the ball out wide and causing chaos and here, there, and everywhere. Not sticking to a position. He needs like a free roll, but you know he's he's got the talent there, no doubt about it. I just think he's trying a little bit too hard at times, and it it makes him make stupid decisions. Yeah. I can understand that in his first season. Like, you want to make an impression. You'd want to not come across as a sort of egomaniac type of player, wanting all the spotlight on him and wanting to try and help out his team. Pushing on into his second season, I think he's got to start getting that out of his system. He's got to, he's got to start being... He's got to come across like, I'm the man. This is my... You're, this is my team. You're here for me, kind of thing. Not, not having that ego about him, but on the pitch, being, look, I'm the centre of attention. Get the ball to me, I'll put it away. That's what he needs to start having a bit of that about him, a bit more, a bit more confidence in himself. Because we've seen it when Benfica come to Anfield and and we played them, and he fucking he run right, like he should have had. He scored two, I think, and he should have had an attack if it wasn't for fucking Allison's miraculous save. But he was clinical, he was confident, he he wasn't phased by anything. Like he looked, um, he was unplayable. I remember it. And I was thinking, and I just remember thinking, who the fuck's this fella? <laughs> but a, a lot of a lot of it came down from that from the left side as well. Yeah, and a lot of it was he was on the left and he was cutting in. He was he was he was causing absolute carnage. But I think we're not playing him to it. I think we're trying to force him into being a number nine, a box striker. But we don't need that. Don't need it. I don't. I've got a sneaky feeling Klopp's preferred left winger is Diaz. Yeah, and he's going to try and have Nunes and Jota for through the middle. Then we've got like Salah who can switch. We've got um, Arvi Elliott can go left or right. So I think he's trying to got Gakpo can play literally anywhere. But I do think he's trying to force Nunes into that central role. And if he picks it up and he can learn the instinct of a striker, like a Haaland, like a Fowler, who put the ball in the box, like a Jota, put it in the net, then I think he just spends a little bit too much time on the ball. And he, I think he's worse if he's got time to think. Yeah. Needs an instinct just to put in the net, but say he's got to keep working. Got no doubt about him. Um, when the fans take you like they have done to him straight away, it, it can only be good. He's, he's yeah. gonna have to, he's gonna work hard. He's gonna do everything for the shirts, and that's what I like about him. He's still running around in three season. He's still busting a gut. He's still sliding in. He's still trying to play for the bad. So you know he's got a he's got a full pre season, and he he didn't didn't do bad last year. He got. You got compared to Haaland, the two completely different players. We all fell into the trap because we got signed in the same window of comparing them as well. Like, who's going to be the best? But realistically, two different kettle of fish at the minute. You've just got to give Nunes that time and separate him from Haaland. Now, Haaland's his own little entity. Leave him up there on his own. And let's make sure more of our players score yeah. than just aiming for the one man. That's it. But Nunes... Nunes should be looking at Haaland and, and thinking, I need to be a bit more that type of player. Look at Haaland's goals last season. I think all 306 of his goals that he scored last season were scored from a combined 18 yards. Um, He's he's just... he's a, And you watch Haaland, he's not he's not a great player to watch. Like, you don't watch Haaland and you don't really watch Haaland and go, he's fucking unbelievable. And you just think, don't just don't give him the ball. Don't let him near the goal because he's going to score. He's a unit. He's an absolute unit and he knows exactly where he's dangerous and that's all. He, he doesn't offer nothing to the game of football. He doesn't go out wide. He doesn't draw defenders. He knows he, whether there's a defender there or a goalie there or not. If you put the ball into an area, he'll bang it in nine yeah. times out of ten. 
So that's what that's the confidence he's got. He might not have that this season. He might not have that same comp. He will. But <laughs> he couldn't even finish the sentence. <laughs> I know, he will. He's brilliant. But that's all you need. You need, but, you know, I think we're trying to force Nunes into that role. So if, if that is what he's looking at, that the play we're wanting, then, yeah, put videos of Haaland on and say, copy him. Try and be as, as close to him as possible. But it's going to be hard because this is all natural. Nunes is going to have to learn that role where, I think if you put Nunes on the left for um, for 20 minutes, half an hour, like he did a few times last season, he causes absolute chaos. Yeah. And he, he ends up in the box more when he's on the left. Yeah, he does. does. It's, it's um, yeah, not in. There's a few who've already said he's not going to make it. I think he will. I think he'll get us 20 goals this season. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, moving on to the second half then. Um, obviously, they took... Took the lead quite early on, second half. Um seemed to be Simakas out of position. Um there's always probably, someone. There, there is always someone. It was it was a poor goal to concede, I think, but again, it's pre-season, you kind of allow it. But are you starting to have any doubts about Simakas's ability as, as Robbo's second choice? I've seen loads of people saying it. I, I don't think we've seen enough of them to, to say that. I think he came in at a time when Robbo was underperforming and he played week in, week out for like a year. Mm. Uh, and he came in, he's got the he's got the passion you want to see, but not necessarily, he hasn't got the same ability as Robbo. But there was a time when people were saying, does he overtake it, Robbo? Mm. So again, footy's a fickle game. He might just be out of form a bit. And it's, you know, if you, you're getting through on for 20 minutes at, at the end of the game, it takes you 10 to warm up to get you need the ball into feet and get a feel of the ball and that. His job is to get up the wing and cross the ball in for, for 10, 15 minutes a game. It's, I don't think it's enough to um, put a player on to do that. Yeah. Do you think the so, Europa yeah. League's a good do you think the Europa League's good for players like your Simakasas, like your you know, players like your Joe Gomez who mightn't play as much in the league and stuff like that? Do you do you think this is ideal for them type of players? It depends how shady you take the competition. I'm not one. I don't want to see Simakas play every week and then just get the quarter final and Robbo starts because it's yeah, it's not fair. It's the spot. I don't think clubs like that. So as far as I'm concerned, lad, um, for momentum and all that, play your strongest team in Europa League. Play it, yeah, don't yeah. win it, and see how, see where we go. But yeah, it is as a, as a squad thing. Maybe fingers crossed, you could be falling up at half time. You can bring on your Simakas, your Gomez, um. Yeah. <laughs> Make everyone else in the Champions League go fucking hell. These aren't coming here next season, are they? That's what we need to do. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, you've just mentioned someone who I was going to bring up. Um, although where where you're getting this, that you're the only person I've ever heard him pronounce his name like that in my life. Uh, but Ben Doe. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard that before, but fair enough. Uh, I knew you were on about that's fine. Um, yeah, Ben Doe looks like he hasn't skipped Mister Beat. Um. I think he, he had that he had an injury, didn't he, last season, which kind of stopped him because he had a, a little run in the first team where he looked just he, he's going to be special. Like he's 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 ridiculous for his age. He's got absolutely no fear. He's taking the ball off first team players and run, and attack and just running at people. Lad, he's he's ridiculous. He's going to be a special talent. I've seen him um, comparison. Obviously, early days, I've seen comparisons to how Salah plays and how he's watched them, and he's he's similar. Seen a um, boss like video of different scenes of the two of them doing similar stuff, dribbling and out of defenders and that. Um, obviously, Doak level is the academy and the the under twenty ones and that. But he looks he looks brilliant. He's, he's got that low sense of gravity where he's only small and he can keep the ball at his feet and he just looks brilliant. He, he looks dead good. So we've just got to uh, make sure we see a bit of him next season. 
would you like to see him kept at the club or do you think he could do with a, a loan out, even if it's in maybe January for half a season? No, no, keep him. Definitely keep him. Keep him keep him around these players. Keep him learning off salad and that. If he's if he's in the squad and he's training, if he's gonna be in the squad and he is gonna be training with the likes of Salah and he's gonna to have to learn to defend against the likes of Salah as well and the likes of your Gapos and your Diazes and um yeah, learn the system properly. He's the only real out and out right forward other than Harvey Elliott, who we've yeah. got. And Harvey Elliott's getting played central most of the time. So hey, if you're good enough, you're old enough, so give him a few give him a few minutes here and there. I think this could be a massive season for him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It, I think there's it there's always a reason Klopp takes the, the young players he takes and it's obviously with a view to them being used in, in the season. Ben Doak, I think, is definitely going to be used. I think another one who's, who seemed to impress um, the other day was that Quanta uh, centre-back. Um, yeah, he looks like a unit, him. Exactly. Um, unit. He's only a band nine. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he looks he looks very good already. Um, you've he got... play it there, lad. As I say, like when you're there, when you're there, Klopp speak, he's confident. And he did mention all these lads. Mentions yeah. all the young lads who basically he said if if social media had its way we'd sign seven hundred players a summer, but a lot of these people don't know what we know and don't see who we see. And then he started veering off names, the young lads, and by the sounds of it, like the likes of the Chetterton that very highly um liked by Jurgen, Harvey yeah. Elliott as well, and then Ben Zoak was mentioned. So you got it um it's definitely Dollar. It's definitely done. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's, there's loads of young players there. And I know, like, according to Twitter TV, just mention them on every podcast. I apologize if you're one of them, but you're a gop But <laughs> they want to they see, they want to see us bring in a 50 million pound player when you could have a kid there who in two years is worth 100 million. But we're not going to get to see him because these dickheads don't want to see them. They want to yeah. see a new shiny new toy. Whereas I can't wait to see. A young lad making his debut at Anfield, coming off the bench, and to sixty thousand people. When you've been through the academy, doesn't mustn't mean nothing like it. So I'd, I'd rather stick with that rather than buying a sixty million pound fucking sub. You know what I mean? Stick with the yeah. kids and see how far we go. The likes of we are more about sentiments than that, but we're not. Is as Klopp seen Pachetic is ready? Is he one of his players this season? You know what I mean? Is he? The, the cliche of is he a new signing, but as he played a few a few games, he played when he was fit, he started he was starting games. Yeah. So if he can stay fit, you can't you can't keep buying sixty million pound players, seventy million pound players in case you get injuries. You can't do it. You we need we obviously need backups, but if Klopp believes in these lads, then there's your signings. You've just got to yeah. take it on the chin. It's not it's not a case that we're not spending money. We're too tight. Can't afford the wages. If you've got a kid there who's absolutely brilliant, fucking play him. Yeah, put him in the play him, develop him, yeah. um, make him like you said, make him worth a hundred million. Um, instead, like yeah, I agree. Um, obviously, Sorry, the, like, yeah, the we... likes of the is obviously so similar to like the likes of Thiago. He's a flair player. He's fancy, uh, but he obviously gets up the pitch a bit more. But I think we definitely one million percent. Even if for being no stage, we need an understudy defensive mid, but. I don't think we need a great deal more after that now. No, no, we don't. Um, obviously, that does depend on for staying, um, and obviously, Henson, which we'll we'll touch on again, um, in a minute. But yeah, you know what? I think the lads who've who've shown in pre-season so far look good. I'd say Quanta looked really good. Um, that Scanlon who come on second half, um, he he looked he looked good. He very he looked he put a. a they were on the attack at some point and he put a fucking trap back, great tackle in it to be fair. So uh Kumas, you got Kumas there as well. Like there's we've got so many young players that just like you said, these the the E Reds as they're getting called now, don't don't know about and, and don't care about. And it's it's not fair on them. You see, you see these announcements on Twitter and that, like, you know, might be like James Balagese's just signed a new contract and gone to Wigan on loan and then you get all these divvies going, ah, oh, sign Lavia or sign fucking this fella or that. And it's like, you, they're, they're robbing these lads at that moment. 
and it yeah. might only be social media, and they probably might never see it. But why take that moment away from them? All that all that should be is well wishes. Great to see the lads and the new contract. Good luck on the season. This and yeah. just stuff just like that. Comments. Just past the comments, yeah. But that's the problem, lad. I've seen just 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 dickheads everywhere. The Liverpool announced the death of an ex-player a couple of weeks ago, and people were putting where's the fucking where's the casino money and stuff. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. People, I, I, I honestly think a lot of them are like fucking bots or something. There's not a brain cell between them. There's not. There's not. It, it's got to be like some sort of little cult somewhere where they all just get together in a group chat and oh, let's all go out at the same time for once and just be pricks. Like oh, they're just up on all their heads. But um, yeah, it's, it's mad. But say we we give them the airtime every week. I need to try and stop it because they fucking bear. <laughs> I know, yeah. Claps yeah, um, happy with the younger lads. Say, if we're gonna sign a player, we're gonna we're gonna give a kid a contract and then loan him out. It's because we believe the kids we're keeping. Um, and obviously, when you when you're at this level, there's a, a certain degree of talent you need here and now, and a certain degree of talent you can develop and afford to learn on the job. You can't have too many, but the likes of Harvey Elliott's. I've seen people knocking him. He became the scapegoat. He's absolutely going to be world class. I bet my life on it. He's got every bit of potential in the world to be as good as he wants to be. He's class. He just needs to be nurtured into the right position. Needs to either, is he a centre mid or is he a forward? Is he a right winger, a left winger, a number 10? Nature him into the one position and let him play here and there. But Chetich, all the signs of being an absolutely top player. Benzo, all the signs of being a top player. You've just got to let them develop yeah. under the, behind the scenes. And that's how, how we do it. But say, bring in a, a replacement for Fabinho and Henderson if they go and or an understudy for Fabinho and Henderson. But, you know, I think we're the two signs we've made. So we'll discuss McAllister now. There, there's, your, there's your midfield sorted, really. Yeah. You start, yeah, you can't go into every season going, but what happens if he gets injured? What happens if he gets injured? Now, the new players, we don't want to see get injured. We know Thiago's going to get injured. Pachetic, Curtis Jones, the younger developing, they're going to get little knocks here and there. But you can't you can't just keep buying players every time a player gets injured. You can't have 40 midfielders. You've just got to hope the ones we've got can stay at least three of them fit at a time. But yeah. we know in the past that the, the players we've bought have got track records of being injured all the time. So... Hopefully the, the two lads we bought now are, are consistently fit, like when Alden was. Yeah, um, I think I think Sarbuslai's only had like one sort of significant injury in his career. Um, Touchwood, yeah. Um, so fingers crossed with him. I don't think I think McAllister's injury record's pretty good as well. So hopefully we finally book the trend with that. Um, but talking about McAllister, um, it's highlights from the game. Then sorry. Why? I've seen Nabi Keita's thing. He's out already, isn't he? Oh, well, no, yeah. Fucking hell. Um, I, I feel sorry for him now, to be honest. I don't, because he made a little slight comment, didn't he, that the past is behind him and he's ready to go with his new team and then fucking hell, he didn't even make the first warm-up. Ah, no, it's it's sort of... It's storage all over again. It's storage all over again. It's like, it's, it's half in his head, I think, but the difference is with storage. At least we got that fucking one absolutely unreal season from him. Mate, Sturridge, Sturridge was world-class on his day. Absolutely world-class. But I remember Gerard saying about him, um, you'd have to beg him to come out for the match. If he mm. had a little niggle or a little knock, he didn't want to play, which is bizarre. Whereas Suarez used to hide from the physio. Just he had a knock. But, yeah, Gerard's boots, three sizes too big, just to play. <laughs> yeah, you've just got different mentality of footballer. You've got little luxury players, the likes of your Sturridge's who don't want to get hurt, and the likes of Suarez who fucking bite you for three points. So... But that's it. That's the difference, isn't it? You got some of these players, your storages, your your caters to an extent. They've they've grown up in these sort of cushy world class academies where they're nurtured to and everything is just given to them, kind of thing. And don't get me wrong, obviously you've still got to work to it because you, you don't become as good as storage does just overnight. It's just it doesn't happen. But they're in these cushy environments. Suarez at a fight and claw just to get to that academy. And then when it was there, it was like yeah, look, you might die. <laughs> and you know, essentially... Family and everything. That's what I mean. So, 
Salah's the same, exactly. you know what I mean? <laughs> Might have been a bit extreme, but you get the point. Um, Salah was the same, though, you know, he was travelling fucking, what, three hours every single day just to go to training in the academy, like, in, in Egypt. So, that's the difference. They've already had to do all the fucking hard work, and if they didn't play injured, they weren't playing, you know what I mean? It was like, they were the only opportunities they had. That, that's the difference. That's why they still do it in the in the pro careers. Salah's missed, what, four games for us for the, through injury the whole time he's been here. It's like, what the fuck? I know, yeah, what the, but what the fuck is that? Like, that's not normal. <laughs> Unless you're a goalkeeper, that isn't normal. It's just a hunger within you that, um, like, don't get me wrong, I'm a fucking dickhead electrician who plays father's side, but if I feel a nigger, I, I panic because I'm talking, might have days off work and all that after mm. me cushy ligaments in when I was 18, 19, and it stems in your head forever. Every time I feel a little niggle in my knee, I think, oh, it's not, is it? And it is, it's psychological, but you're still playing, you still kick for hard of anyone who gets in your way. Yeah. But some players haven't got it in them to do that. But no, a different level in it, a little bit. Saint <laughs> <Only> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and plus to be fair, the difference with them and, and you is, is after you done your cruciate ligament, you just carried on playing and didn't know. for what a good few months, and then found out that you'd done it. Two years, <laughs> for two years straight, she told me this doctor to go and put a tube grip on it for six weeks and take <laughs> paracetamol, and then after six weeks, my ligament to be healed. Obviously, he didn't know it was my cruciate, and it was snapped and after six weeks I'd go back and as soon as I'd turn with the ball it'd go again it was just the horriblest feeling in the world lad. every time I'd done it I felt like it broke my leg yeah I felt like it snapped it was vile <laughs> oh. I'm surprised lad um... so, you've got everyone dead on this podcast lad. everyone no, yeah. don't mention Thiago because he'll I... fall off <laughs> going to injure himself listening to this now um, um... Now, I apologise to all the players that have just jinxed. Um, I, I, I don't mean any of it now. It's, it is, it's it's mad though, but we do we, we do hopefully seem to have booked a trend with the midfielders we brought in. Um, we've just got to... So about McAllister. <laughs> <laughs> but this is part of McAllister. Now, you know what? As I said before, he, he looked like he needed a bit longer to settle in, get into the sort of groove of the game. Um, but once he did, he, he looked great and obviously managed to get his assist at the end. Um yeah, he just, I had that, I sort of got a bit of a Nunez feeling from him at first, trying to impress. He was taking shots from everywhere and clearing the stadium and stuff like that. And it was like, it was just unnecessary. Um, but again, first time. Like, oh, that's, that's the time when you want to see players hitting the ball from 30, 40 yards. Oh, yeah. I'd rather them do it now. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, the fact that he did come into the game, I think the first five, 10 minutes, he was a little bit. A little bit unsure, and again, I think he was very much like Sobersly, where by the end of the game, he knew exactly where players were going to move, where they were going to run. He was doing one such passing, 30 yard balls, and I got a, I got like a Yossi Benayoun vibe off him, like dead, dead nimble with the ball at his feet. He can go past the player, but then can play a pass that just bypasses three players without yeah. you even. It's a pass that. No one else on the pitch sees, and I think there's not many players like him who can do that. But again, he plays at third division German side, so we'll have to see what he's like in the Prem for us. But he was, he was good at Brighton, had a great World Cup. Again, put him next to Messi, and he stood out, stood out a mile. Put him next to Salah, Diaz, Gakpo. He's gonna, he, he can only improve, can he? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's exciting times. I think we play again on Monday. Um, so it'll be good to get another look at them now they've had a bit longer training with the with the lads and that, um, integrating themselves a little bit more. Obviously that'll you know that'll just happen more and more every day. So, um, yeah, it's just it, this was what Klopp wanted. He wanted these were obviously the two main signings. We've got them both in at the start of preseason. They're getting a full preseason with us. It it, it can't be underestimated how big that is. Um, coming into the new season, it's it, it was imperative. So I'm glad we've got them two over the line. I think they probably would have ended the year, maybe one more, if obviously the Fabinho and the Henderson deals weren't happening. Um, obviously, we touched on them last episode. Um, not really much has happened since then. Um, Dave O'Shea Cop has said today that 
Henderson has fully agreed personal terms and will apparently be having his medical today. It said today, I don't know how old the tweet was. I don't know if it was like a one from last night or today, but that's what it said anyway. So it looks like Henderson is, you know, is days away from being announced really. Um, the Fabinho one seems to have sort of died down a bit after the news of the bid breaking. Like it's kind of, oh yeah, they've made the bid and then we haven't really heard anything else since. I just don't understand what's going on with it. Uh, again, I don't, I'd like to think it's nothing to do with abuse they're getting <laughs> because it seems the players that are getting targeted and the players that are looking to leave us are the ones that get absolute hell on social media. But um, if that is the case, put your fucking phone away and start saying I'm playing football. That's it. Yeah. It's a bit of the criticism on the chin. Um, as I say, I know Fabino had a, a bit of a tough time. The loss of his dad and his wife getting shit all the time and stuff. But again... Um, knuckle down, put your phone away and, fucking, and play football to the best of your ability and you won't get the shit. You'll always get shit off the dickheads, but they're dickheads. So, yeah, I don't understand what's happening with him. It's a it's a well less level than he's he's available to play. He's he's a world-class player on his day. Anderson being 33 and getting offered that, that money um, when he's being told he's not going to play makes more sense to me yeah. for being... You know, if his legs still look laggy in that in training and Klopp's seen the bid and thought, yeah, you, you're not going to play either. Fair enough. Um, but we don't know the ins and outs, do we? No. Uh, I, I read a thing that Munich were monitoring him. By Munich were meant to be monitoring the Fabinho situation. I don't know how true that is. It's good there. Slow yeah, league. A, slow league. That's what he, he just, he's just slow. He's like, he's just so slow. Know what he's like, you know what he's like, and not as good as him. Don't get me wrong, but he's like a he's like a Busquets. Like Busquets, he he just all. Oh, but the different, I think the difference is Busquets always had time on the ball, and he made his time on the ball. Like if he had the ball, you weren't getting it off Busquets. And I Busquets think Fabinho was like three potential passes he could play as well. Mm. Got the ball with his back to the the, the defender. He's know where the defender is. He's know where he's gonna pass it. Fabinho just either it's it out yeah. or. Plays it backwards, but I think if you pressure, if you pressure for being out, though, is when he panics a bit like a bit like well, opposite to Nunes, really. For being out with time, he can pick that pass, he can he can distribute play well. It's only when you pressure him, he shits himself. Um, most teams are playing the way we start to play, they're all doing the they're all doing it, so it's you need players who are. I go to say, Sobis Lyon McAllister, when they had players one nothing the other day, they just nicked it to the side to that. Yeah. Or, or passed it. Um, yeah. Not, not a panic in sight. So, say, just have to see how it goes. It's just that um, you've got to make sure we've got a sign and ready to, to go if, if Fabinho does go because we need we need a defensive midfielder. Now, shout out to Dean. Roll on. Um, who messaged me the other day after listening to the, the, the podcast when we mentioned the likes of Calvin Phillips and that potentially coming in and he said he doesn't believe we need a defensive mid because we should be that good going forward that we'll outscore anyone. But that's it for me. He's a bit Brendan Rodgers type, innit? Um, don't want to be conceding game after game, being broke through. I'd like to have a player like Wijnaldum that you don't really fucking notice doing the dirty work here, there and everywhere, covering the ground and able to press as well. Don't forget when Alden was sitting in, breaking up playing our half, but also pressing them to the point where our attackers could go right up the pitch and you'd see Salah and Mane winning the ball back time and time again. So that's yeah. what we need. We need that system back. Yeah, no, absolutely. Again, I mean, me personally, not sold on Calvin Phillips, but like no, I always say... Not as just, you know what, to be honest, I was talking about him last week. Like he was in his fucking early 20s, nearly 28. I know, that's it. I didn't realise. But, so saying, yeah, if you like I always... To, to come in as, as not an understudy because he's fucking nearly retired, but if you could get him under, as well as Fabinho, for instance, and Fabinho took a knock and you brought him on, he'd do a job in sense-defensive sense mid. He's good at breaking up play. That's what my point was for him. But if Fabinho goes, he can't be the player to come in to replace Fabinho. He has no. to come in alongside Fabinho's replacement. But there's no. got to be two. I just, I mean, to be fair, even if I, I again, I, I can't see his goal for him. If Klopp wanted him, fair enough. I, you know, I trust the signing if we, if we go for it. 
I just I can't see City selling to us. Like I know we finished fifth last season and Arsenal were obviously the closest challengers, but I don't think for a minute Pep believes that we're not still as close as challengers. He's not going to want to strengthen us, even if it's someone who's not going to play that often. It's just not going to happen. No, I agree. And uh, touching on City, the talks of them losing the likes of Mahrez and Gundogan's yeah. gone and Bernardo Silva. I don't know who you replace them type of players with. I really no. don't. Uh, Mahrez also, never plays every week, but when he came on, fucking ruthless, yeah. mate. And they brought Kovacic in, haven't they? So. Fielders in the league. Yeah. Well, that's he's it. Kovacic. That's but he's quality. I oh, know. I just hope he. I hope he disappears off the face of the earth. To be honest with you, um, but now they brought Kovacic in. Obviously, he looking like the Gundogan replacement. Not not Gundogan's no. level. Um no. but he is a good player. Kovacic. I do like Kovacic. I'm not going to lie. Try, good, good signing. It's a shrewd signing for the, the money they're spending on him. But no. Um, not but a, I think not a direct replacement for Gundogan. You can't replace Gundogan. He's absolutely no. world class at what he does. He's fucking horrible again. Yeah. No, he was a great player, to be fair. I'm glad he's gone. Um, but I think, you know, big big thing for City is us buying Shabaslai is stopping them getting that Gvardio. Because now, yeah. like you're saying, you know, we've sold Shabaslai. We don't need to sell anyone. So, like, we're not selling. It's, Unless City it's might have all... Yeah, I mean, they might have to sort of start pushing 150 mils, which is just absolutely fucking pathetic. Um, yeah, but then... They've sold 400 billion shares for that. Yeah, to fucking to the bakery next door, though. Um, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean, that's that's what they do. Um, it, I found it funny with City though the other day, like, I don't like defending them, but they've got that Asahi as their training kit sponsor, and they, they must have tagged the wrong account because it had like 12 followers. Hadn't tweeted since 2009, and everyone was going, Ah, oh, they're cheating again. And it's that, <laughs> you know, just like, hang on a minute, who hasn't heard of Asahi? It's like, fucking, it's everywhere. <laughs> But it just it's funny, like I say, I don't like defending them, but that just made me laugh. Like, how can you be so stupid? Um, but no, it's look, City City not struggling, obviously. City are never gonna struggle transfer window wise, but like you say, the losing players, they're about to get to the walker. Um obviously Pep looks like he's lost faith in Cancelo, so there's every possibility he's gonna go as well. Like if they lose a lot of players, like yet they've they've again they've got a great academy, in fairness to them. But it could it could it could be it's not gonna be a difficult season for them, but it could be a more difficult season for than City are used to. No, but if if to be fair, lad, if you're looking at replay, they've just won the treble and they this is what fucking this is why friendway sports get a bit of shit, but it's not always done. They they've just won the treble and they're looking at replacing half the fucking squad. <laughs> it's bizarre, but yeah. I think it's a backwards move because I don't think you can replace that. Hopefully, touch wood again. I'm sick of this wood, but <laughs> hopefully, it, it does hinder them a little bit because that, that the quality they're losing, quality they're getting rid of, is fucking bizarre. They're gonna need an overhaul. Yeah, but you look at last season, lad. It's like Phil Foden couldn't get in the team, and I just think like, how the fuck can't you Phil Foden in your team? Like, it's just, but that's what they, that's what they can do. It's a. Uh, and they're an anomaly, you know what I mean? City are, City are the exception to the rule in world football. Them and PSG, except PSG can only win stuff in France. That's the only yeah, difference. Can't win the European Cup. But, um, no, I'll say, sometimes, like you've got, I always say, I hate Man City. I hate Man City as much as he hated United when they were good, but for a different reason, that these have literally fucking bought everything. But at the end of the day, the players who are getting brought in, they're doing it legally as far as they're concerned, and Guardiola, as far as he's concerned, they're allowed to spend that money, so he's going to spend it. You're not going to yeah. say, oh, no. So you can't knock them as a team. You can't knock Guardiola as a manager. They're fucking absolutely fantastic. They're one of the best there's ever been. And yeah. they've gone toe-to-toe with them season on season for since Klopp's been in there. So it's credit to us to have done it the right way and the fair way without spending billions of pounds and yeah, and rash decisions in the market and buying every name you can so fair play to us hopefully we go and rebuild again and yeah. do it again and you know we obviously we know they've all bought the success and obviously they've got all these charges against them and they're spending money left right and centre but at the same time they've still got to be spending the money on the right players you know look at Arsenal they spent 70 mil on Nicolas Pepe we spent 
you know, uh, obviously this doesn't seem like a big fee anymore, but we spent 35 on fucking Benteke. It's like City aren't going out and buying Nicholas Pepe's and Benteke's. They're going out and buying Kevin De Bruyne's and, and Jack Grealish's, who's, who was fucking brilliant for them last season, in fairness to him. They're going out and buying Haaland's and, and Edison's and, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're just spending brain. it. They're spending it on the right players as much as it, you hate to say it. And you know it's all sort of faking away, but they're spending it on the right players. It's like Newcastle when he first got the money, they went and spent twenty five mil on Chris Wood. It would have been better spending ten mil on me. Like you know, <laughs> ten <what I> mean? <laughs> mil. I'm being generous. Hey, if Chris, nah, you know, obviously I'm joking, but it, I'll give that's... you ten mil if you shave that buzzy off. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be lazy, bro. <laughs> um, nah, they're buying it on, they're spending it on the right players, lad. And you've you've got to sort of. It's horrible because we we don't spend how they spend, but then hardly anyone does. Well, Chelsea, even Chelsea, look at Chelsea. They bought everyone last season and finished 12th. They've made the mistake of going out and buying names based on stats and shit. It doesn't work like that sometimes. Can't start and buy the biggest name in the league and then go, oh, they're going to be good. It doesn't work. Got to be able to nip it. And again, changing your manager, left, right and centre. Um. It's fucking embarrassing. I don't think people are saying they'll push on next season. I don't think they will. I think they need another season. I I don't think they'll push on. You look at who they've sold. Um, you know Havertz. I mean he was shite anyway, but they've sold Havertz. They've sold Kovacic. They've sold Koulibaly, Mendy. Don't get me wrong. These were all players they should be definitely selling. Um, obviously Mount, Aubameyang. These are all players they're getting rid of. But they've only really brought two first team players in for the team who finished twelfth. You need a lot more than fucking two players to come into the first team. Especially when most of your first team gone. Yeah, exactly. And players were starting. Yeah, yeah. Um, so now I, I can't see Chelsea doing much. Keith, who we spoke to from the Blue Day podcast, he wasn't. He didn't think he wasn't uh, looking forward to the season as a Chelsea fan. To be fair, so um, yeah, it's not going to be smooth sailing for them. I'd love Man City to fold and it's <laughs> to go for Arsenal and United. Um, Chelsea, they're all there about and little fluctuation with them in yeah. and out. Top four and fuck this top six shit off as well. Go back to the top four. Oh no, it's We're a big seven now, isn't it? Top four. It's fucking pathetic. It's gonna be the top twenty soon. Like <laughs> top of the box, fuck off. Top four, the top four. Forget the matter. So if it's gonna be the big twenty, if it's gonna be the big twenty soon, does that mean Everton are getting relegated this season? They'll be going because they'll never be in the big anything. They'll be going, lad. They'll be going. <laughs> um, I, mean, I don't know. You know, Ashley Young, he's old um, <laughs> <laughs> to, to, he couldn't even get Johnny Evans he signed a short term deal with United has he? yeah just so uh, he could play in the pre-season games um, but like yeah just Everton isn't it always fun to laugh at them um, so last thing then before we go um, just wanted to talk a little bit about two players just sort of at the anniversary of, of joining Liverpool Alisson five years ago, Robbo six years ago. Can it be, do you think, Robbo especially, not so much Alisson, but do you think they get talked about enough in, in their parts that they, they've played in the success we've had? I think Alisson does. I think Alisson, Alisson does. does now. I think Alisson... I, I think even a couple of seasons ago, Alisson didn't. Yeah, it's, I think sometimes it takes you to have a bad season to realise how good your goalie is. Hmm. Uh, so like the likes of last season the, the amount of saves he pulled off when Van Dijk's not at his best and there's time, time and time again there's a, a forward getting through that back line and one on one with him and he, he saved a lot he saved us a lot last season without Alisson and goal last season you're probably talking, talking where like 8 to 10 yeah. we would have probably lost a lot of points without him um, again looking at Saves he's made the one against Napoli in the kind of last second to knock us out the Champions League that we went on to win is just bizarre. Like the goal he scored against West Brom to get us in the Champions League, he's done sh- some things that goalkeepers don't often do or get the praise for. So he's up there with the likes of Clements and Tommy Lawrence, blah blah. He's up there with the best, yeah, definitely. Um, um what about Robertson? Doesn't get nowhere near as much credit as he deserves. It fucking baffles me. Spoke about this last week, saying like 
E-Reds have got them out there starting 11 and that for players that don't even play for us because they're fucking absolute lunatics. Um, I'd be, he'd be on my list to make captain if Henderson goes. <laughs> so, where am I? In, in strength of Van Dijk, and I said about Van Dijk last week, Van Dijk would be getting it based on presence and mm. size and maybe stature in the dressing room, which obviously counts for something, but on the pitch, um, I think Trencher talent, Trencher Gerard. He leads by example. He makes play, other players tick. He brings out the best in some players when he's on his game. Robbo's just screaming at you if you do something wrong. Robbo's the one who's a character. So I think it's it's perfect. Good yeah, cop, bad cop sort of thing. Um, Andy Robbo starts every game left back for us when we're playing at the minute. The ability he's got, the way he puts in. I've said loads of times about strength as well. Um, it must frustrate Robbo when he goes up. He has to get back. His, his, his destination after he's gone up is to end up back on the edge of our box. That's his job. Trent isn't. Trent's yeah. got cover for him. No one covers for Robbo. Robbo doesn't go up and no fucker gets back for him. He has to get back. Yeah, Robbo doesn't cover. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's remarkable that the distance that lad covers him. So he might not be technically look as gifted as, as Arnold, but he is, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. He is. The, the stats show he is. Yeah. And look, best, he's... Best, best left back ever in the league, isn't he? By, by about mm-hmm. 200, 300 games to spare. He's, like he's phenomenal. And yeah, you know what? He is. You, you're looking, he's the same bracket as your Ashley Coles, your Patsy Severs, your maybe not ever like, but your Dennis Irwin, who's criminally underrated in history in the, of the Premier League. He's that bracket he defended. He really, really is. Um, and he's he's always going. To, I think he's always going to be underlooked a little bit because Trent catches the eye with the wingers with the fullback. Sorry, he catches the eye. Robbo doesn't as much. I say Trent. I've called Trent at times a luxury player, like a like a David Beckham. Give him the ball sixty yards out, and he'll ping it to your feet in the corner, and it, everyone stands up and claps it. But no one will fucking stand up and clap Robbo covering corner flag to corner flag. All game, every game, mm. because it's not it's not nice on the eye. He looks fucked. <laughs> he looks like yeah. stepping into. <laughs> he does it. He puts the work in. He covers the distance. He does his job. He does what he's told to do. Whereas on the other side, Spence does what he's told to do, which is don't over fucking exert yourself getting back because you're so good going forward. Robbo's yeah. bit bit good at both, so he's got to do both. <laughs> yeah, Robbo's absolutely fantastic, lad. Uh, out of the whole. The whole Klopp era, he'll be one of the the most sad I'll be when he goes. Yeah, absolutely. That even makes sense. The most sad I will be. I will be <laughs> more sad when he leaves than most of the other players. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what you meant. Don't worry. Uh, no, I I agree. He's he gives hundred and ten percent every single game. I think the one. To, I think the moment that won him over was that game against City. I think we were four. I think we were four one up at the time, and he's closed down seven players at once. Like. Yeah. And I think he gave away a foul in the end after it all that, and the whole fucking ground just stood up and applauded him like that. That'll be that. will be how he's remembered. That's how Robbo will be remembered when he retires or he's he's not playing for us anymore as the player who done stuff like that. And yeah. even things where like you 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 four one, you five one up, or you're battling the team and you're in the last minute, he's still doing it. Hmm. You don't you don't lose that hunger. I'd love to see him with his face painted like in Braveheart, just running up and down like a lunatic. Because I just honestly, I think out of everyone, for the price we paid for him, for the expectation of him when he was gone from Hull to to perform where he's performed consistently for so long, is and to win what he's won and to what he brings to us as fans, like I fucking adore the man. I think he's brilliant, and I hope he has a um, quality season. I I think you could argue for the price we paid, like you say, for the expectations we had of him for. How he couldn't even break into the first team at first, past Alberto Moreno. Um, for what he's won, as you say, there's an argument there that he's Klopp's best fan. I always have said it loads. It's hard with Klopp because we don't look at money and wages and where we were at, but I do. I think he's right up there. Like, I think he's an integral part of the whole group as well. Like, even in the videos you're watching now, he's straight over to the new lads, he's making jokes with the his mates. He's like, 
there's no little clicks, is there? And I think you oh. need play like him to prevent that. He gets on with everyone. He makes everyone get on with everyone. So I do. I think he'd be a brilliant captain, vice captain. Um, yeah. And I just think the deckheads need to go and spew ever discussion fussy because if he's not going <laughs> to, it'll lunatic. Yeah. Um, okay. Then last question. Looks like I, I think it's going to be Van Dyke captain when Henson goes simply because he's vice captain now. It makes it well. Yeah. He, he well he's, he's vice captain now with Milner gone. Um, it just makes sense for him to be promoted to captain. Who's your vice captain? Would it be Robbo or would it be Trent? Robbo. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. It, to it's bizarre. It's like it's Trent's captain. He leads. He's in the, he, he leads by example, so he doesn't have to be. His, I think he would be vocal though. I said last, on the last podcast. I think he goes to a new level with the armband. I think he becomes more aggressive with his own players against opposition players. I think he might. You see him going into a tackle a bit harder, being a bit more determined defensively because he's got that armband on uh, and he's leading it, leading the team. Vice captain, you need your vice captain to be vocal and mm. to do things that a captain might not do, sort of thing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it'd be if it's Van Dyke as captain, then Robbo vice captain. If it's Trent as captain, then Robbo vice captain. <laughs> um, yeah. But I say, I don't personally believe Van Dyke's the right choice. I think he's I think he's at a stage that Sammy Appear was at when we took the armband off him. Time to bring in new blood, time to accept that you're still a very vital part of this team, but we think we'll get leadership from elsewhere in a better better form. So that's where I'm out with Van Dyke. Don't get me wrong, if he gets the captain, I'll probably make a t shirt for him. I'll be made up. <laughs> again, I don't know whether that could be the boost that kicks him on again. Because he needs something. He, even the other day, he looked still a little bit shaky. He looks like mm. he's lost a bit of confidence. And it's sad to say, but is he, is he 33 now? Van Dyke now. How old is he? 31? Um, 31, 31 still, yeah. 10, 30, I don't know. Like, 33 is in me because of Anderson. He's 10, 31, so he's still got two or three years at the top level left. Um, we just At need least. to say, I said last time, hopefully we're, with legs in the midfield and, and not having to cover everyone's fucking back and do the job of the midfield as well as the defence. He might be a little bit more confident and he might get that um, aura back. But yeah, yeah, for me, it's it's definitely strength captain, Rob Vice. Fair enough. Um, well, look, I've got nice a question. Fucking hell, this is rare. Go on. No, yeah, right. On on the basis of this is our team, our team that we've got now is the team. Yeah, no one's leaving, no one's signing. Who's your front three? Who's your starting front three? Week in, week out. Do you have one? No, and it's only because I think, I think he settled with Salah on the right. Obviously, I think he settled with Diaz on the left, and then I think he's got in his head a three-way fight for that central role between Gakpo, Jota, and Nunes, and either one of them start. It, it's a completely. It's a completely different game with all three of them. It's mad. Jota, you know, you can just put him in and he's going to be, be on the end of it. Um, he's Like you said, he's more of a traditional sort of striker in that sense. Gakpo is your Bobby Firmino type type number nine. He'll, he's into Lincoln plays. He's going to bring people in. And Nunes is the most bizarre number nine on the planet. He's a mix. Nunes is a mixture of Fernando Torres, Andy Carroll, Fucking, he's a mixture of the best and the worst number nines in history because he's fucking unbelievable. He's got pace to burn. He's blistering fast. It's just, and then he goes to shoot with a bit of time, and it's Goodison. He sh- he shoots with his back to goal, and he can't see the goal, and it's top in from forty yards out. I don't understand him. He's the most, com- he's the most polarizing sort of fucking footballer I've ever seen in my life. I love him and hate him at the same time. And and not hate in the sense that I don't want him to play for it. Hate it, hate him more sense that just what like Trust. that that's my that's my response to most things he does. Just what like you know what I mean? Like there's no there's no there's no explanation to him, but he's chaos and we need a bit of chaos. But I think if I was, I'd probably go Gakpo to be honest, just because, <clears throat> as I say, I think he is the successor to Firmino. 
I think it'd be helpful for the likes of Salah and stuff to still have that sort of Firmino type player in with them to be to start with at the start of the season, so that it's a similar type of game that they used to start the season well, and then fucking once we're once we're top of the league, clear by fourteen points, then start experimenting. <laughs> so what I, I in the sense of Nick Dachpong for me, you know, I agree. I think you're gonna get the best out of Diaz and Salah running behind with Dachpong on the pitch. But I think for the midfielders we've brought in, they're destined to want to play with Jota. I seen Jota the other day after the after the match and he, he just yeah, said Alistair like he, he loves playing with that type of player, knows exactly where he's gonna be. Um see with, with football. But the over analyze sometimes and you go, Oh, he's put that into feet. You, you don't you, you hit areas with the ball, you hit pockets no. of space, and that's a, when you get an understanding with a footballer, you never had it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I put, I put it space and you'd be on our corner play. No, so, but <laughs> when you put you put the ball into an area and you expect I, I say to our Christopher, I'm putting it there, you just be there. Mm. You get on the end of it when I put it there. And that's what you do. Um, and if you can get away from a relationship with it with a player like that, I'll, I'm in there. Josh is going to be there. Nunes probably will be on the opposite side of wherever the ball is because yeah. he's just that type of he just drifts away. Um, Gachpault will be running away from the goal to bring defenders out like Firmino used to. So I think it is. It's exciting. It's dead exciting that you can go from having like a player, a player coming out and wingers going in. To wingers having to sort of play behind a striker and midfielders pushing on to, to get jotted in. And then you like to your Nunes, just let him do what he wants, just run round. Just yeah. Just where just put him up front somewhere and let him cause chaos. Yeah. But I'm open I I sounds disrespectful to him that to be honest. But he's there's a brilliant player inside him, but at the minute I just don't know where where he where he plays. I prefer him on the left. He's getting played in the centre. I just think we need to find where he needs to play and play him there. But I think um, torch on Diaz. Um, oddly seems to be getting some shit on social media, but then we know that that's what's like. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's obviously the rumours with him. Uh, one of the Saudi clubs wanting to offer like seventy mil for him. And to be honest with you. Like before his injury, you were talking hundred mil at least for him. He's just got a he needs a full season. He's he, people are forgetting he, he still hasn't had a full season with us because of the injury he, yet. He just reminds me of Suarez. That's, yeah. that's how highly I think of him. He reminds me of Suarez. Ball at his feet. He doesn't know what he's gonna do. He just drifts in and out. Sometimes he needs to release the ball a little bit faster. Yeah. He keeps hold of it a little bit, and that's about it. But people are saying he needs to have more goals than that. Not necessarily. But like people say it about Thiago as well. Thiago's stats for direct assists and goals is shit. Mm. But he's a massive part of everything we create when he's on the pitch. He, he plays that pass that bypasses all the defenders for us to then create a goal. Do you know what I mean? People yeah. don't see that. Diaz is similar. Diaz will do the, the donkey work to, to make a simple goal or he'll score a worldie. But no, fucking hell. So if you're able to rotate him, Jota and Nunes on that left, rotate Salah, Elliot, Doak on the right, and have Gakpo, Gakpo, Nunes and Jota playing to the centre as well, like all interlinked, all versatile, all playing here and there. It's a fucking exciting forward line. And that's another yeah. thing to say to like the, the ones who are on FSG's back all the time. I discussed it the other day with someone on Twitter and you're like, oh, even if he's self being on Anderson, he won't sign anyone. When I said, have you seen our forward line? Do you realise, like, in the last few seasons, we've signed Jota, Diaz, Gakpo, Nunes. Anyone else? No? No. The only one left yeah. is Salah. <laughs> but how, how, did, how did we get them? Did they just appear and sign them one day? Like, Adam Rowe going, yeah, again, yeah, again. <laughs> no, they didn't at all. We bought them, we purchased them, and we built, without even anyone recognising it, we built a forward line without even realising players were leaving and going. We've got a new forward line. We're ready yeah. to go again. Just, and we're doing it with the midfield. We've done it with the, de- the defence. We've bought in Canate. We, we've bought in Ramsey for right-back. We've got Simakas left-back. We've got backups. We mm. just need maybe... It'd be nice to be able to bring on a player like-for-like like quality as the players that are going to be leaving the pitch. But I say, 
if you were doing that, you'd just be another city and it'd be fucking boring. We need to fight. We need to be the underdogs and I enjoy it. Yeah, me too. Um, well, look, let's wrap it up there. Um, thanks everyone for listening to the last episode. Done really well. Quite happy with that one. So appreciate all the support. Again, if you can uh, follow Bye, us, if you can buy Jay's t-shirts, <laughs> scoutsrepublic.com. Um, Should I have but, you know, Yes, yeah, sir. I said that. I said, I mean, I said it immediately after you brought it out and everything. It's it's unbelievable. Um, it's class. But yeah, um, you know, follow us on social media, subscribe to YouTube, follow us on, on your podcast sites and things like that, which I've now finally sorted, thankfully. Uh, so I'm fucking buzzing there. But yeah, nice one, everyone. Um, uh, sorry, lad. <coughs> uh, no, just touching on what Dean, Dean messaged me with a question. Um, I think that's something we could add to this. If you if you want to ask us a question that we can we can answer it live on this when we do it. That's our dog. Someone's answering him a question. Um, then yet yeah, sort it. I don't have to go. Some that I don't. Someone's knocking at the door. Do you know what? Sports Social Podcast Network.